Welcome to Casual Swinger. If you're under 18, the following podcast is not appropriate for you. The subjects and language are for mature audiences only. If you're not mature in nature, just make sure you're old enough to vote. We don't take ourselves seriously, ever. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any opinions or statements made on this podcast, our website, or our blog. It's all in fun, folks. This isn't Dr. Phil. Now, consider yourself the listener properly advised. Season one, episode one. It's kind of a big deal. (laughs) Welcome to Casual Swinger, everybody. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Clyde. I know those names are a little out there, right? (laughs) Famous duos and all. Famous duos that are not copyrighted by anybody else. You know how hard it is to pick a pseudonym in this world? It is. It is. But we're here. And uh, we're uh, we're ready to jump into this thing. So first recording for you guys. Hope you guys are ready and uh, to hear a little bit about what we're up to. Why don't you tell them, Bonnie? Yeah. Well, we hope you enjoy our uh, series of podcasts. And just so you know, you can find us just about anywhere under Casual Swinger at www.casualswinger.com. Casual Swinger on Instagram, Twitter. Cassidy, SLS. There. Yeah, we're kind of all over the place. So, And, you know, we're growing. So you might find us in other places, but anywhere you find Casual Swinger, you're probably going to find us. But the safest place in the world to do it is right there on our website at www.casualswinger.com. You can send us emails, funny pictures, stories, but more importantly, your questions, comments. That's really what we want to find yep. out. Yeah, yeah suggestions, because we're new at this, and it's going to be a bit of a train wreck, but I think we're good with that. <laughs> train wrecks are fun. That's kind of how we... Uh bull our way through life right if we didn't fuck it up we didn't learn anything yeah so right that's that's really our mo oh, well let's kick this off so let's start with since we're talking about origins here what is a casual swinger oh wow yeah what is a casual swinger well i think casual swingers kind of all of us right i mean everybody starts out and of course if you're listening to podcasts or you're reading or you're you're on you know, any of the sites and, and we'll just use sls and cassidy since those are the guys that, that we take part in Uh, It looks like everybody's got a lot of time for this, right? Like they're always traveling somewhere, doing something exotic, desire, hedo. Oh, yeah. I I get a a little bout of jealousy there for the amount of frequency I see some of these people on our mutual friends. They're able to go out and participate and do these things, but... Right. And we tried, right? I mean, uh, we said, oh, we're going to we're going to join a club and we're going to go all the time and we're going to meet all these cool people and we're going to lock our kids in the closet with some granola bars and hope for the best. Right. But uh, they, don't forget the dogs. Oh, uh, well, the dogs let the kids out and then all hell broke loose. True. <laughs> so don't get smart dogs. But uh, no, it's uh, it, it really is difficult to make the time uh, to be a pro at this. And I don't think anybody really is. We're all just trying to make the time while we live our regular lives and have vanilla friends, which I mean, there's a whole episode there on how to deal with vanilla friends. Right. Because they all go, why don't you have time for me anymore? Because eh, our new friends. They, they have sex with us, and it's awesome. <laughs> I don't want to have sex with you. <laughs> yeah, it makes it a little awkward at, you know, dinner parties and yeah. kids' birthdays. Right. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about it. There's definitely some awkwardness to it. So I think it's fair to say that this speaks to our lifestyle. You know, casual, when we can fit it in. Uh, we've both been... Uh, in the pursuit of pleasure and happiness and the lifestyle for, what, the better part of 11 years now? Oh, 
yeah, 11 years. Together. Holy moly. <laughs> together. Yes, we've been together for 12 years, and we've been in the lifestyle for 11. Uh, so that's part of today's story. So what is the title of today's episode? Uh, we're like four minutes in, and I'm just getting to it, which is the obligatory origin story. Uh, every superhero has an origin story, and they have to tell that before they can get to all the reasons why they're a badass. Oh, I love that you're painting yourself as a superhero. Oh, no, it was I you. I promise you. I, I, I'm, I'm the dumbass that gets rescued. You're the hero. I promise you. She looks that, good in a cape, guys. Just uh, that was not my impression of the first time that lifestyle was mentioned to me. Well, yeah, so let's just get this out of the way right now. I am not a smart man. All right, I do a lot of stupid things. I, I beg I to differ. A lot. I beg to differ. You're a highly intelligent man who lacks common sense at times, or at uh, yeah, time we may be a little off. Oh, I'm an idiot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so a uh, little history here. We were dating long distance, approximately a thousand miles from each other. It was a long drive, kids. It was a Let very long you. drive, very late, and a lot of effort. Um, well, well worth it. But you're telling me, oh my God, the blowjobs. <laughs> After a wonderful evening out and spending time together in these rare moments that we get to see each other, my husband, now my boyfriend at the time, decides to look at me lovingly and provide me with all these wonderful compliments and proceed to tell me that I'd make a great swinger. I am so stupid. <laughs> so at the time, I'm in my early to mid-20s. I'd only had ever heard of swinging in the movies and maybe in passing. I've had some experiences now that I didn't really know how to, you know, handle prior to that or what it really was. But to look into his eyes and go, what the fuck did you just say? Was was literally my immediate reaction. I was grossly offended. And looking back, it's hilarious. Um, I love you. I appreciate the introduction, but... That was definitely a stumble. There are a lot of ways to introduce your significant other to the lifestyle. There are so many ways. And the, on the list of those ways, nowhere will you find, hey, you'd make a great swinger. That, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, I knew you were great in the sack. I knew we had some kinks going on, even though we were just getting started and greasing the surface of what it would turn out to be. But... I, I was like, this pervert, like, what is he talking about? Well, I can tell Does you. I can tell you. Does he want to out to, like, his friends <laughs> and co-workers like what does this mean i remember sitting down with my girlfriends and going okay so this thing happened and i don't know what to do and across the board it was dump this guy well yeah i don't blame him necessarily plus your friends were bitches uh, <laughs> not open-minded at the time i i will say i'm only saying you did have... i love women by the way yeah i'm, I'm just saying they were making jokes it was a mixed bag at the time there was definitely a mixed bag of you know the oh. No, well, okay, so let's 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 line up the defense for the accused here because I feel like <laughs> All right, uh, Judge Swapner. <laughs> right? I mean, I feel like it's important that we address the fact that uh you had lined up a threesome for us and my friend fucked it up for me by not leaving. Oh, that was a great time. Yeah, it was a really good but time. I was looking forward to it. Keep in mind though, I was so naive to that kind of openness because you were the first real taste of it that I'd ever had as far as conversation and day-to-day -day life. Now, I had instances like that that happened prior, but it was never really talked about. It just kind of happened, and then you pretend like it didn't. Right. So that kind of brings us to an interesting point, right, where I was in the lifestyle prior to meeting Bonnie, and it was, it was, it was a mixed bag 
for me, right? I had done a lot of you know, interesting things, but I don't think that I had really experienced somebody that was as much fun and as open as she was. And so I was really interested and excited about expanding that part of our relationship. And it kind of led to me opening my mouth at the wrong time. Uh, and, you know, having been in the lifestyle before, the thing that I wanted to bring to her was the great relationships that you created. Because I still had friends that I had met in a previous relationship. And we were still friends. You know, even though you know, the lifestyle aspect of it had gone away, we were still friends. Uh, and, and that was kind of a big part for her and I where I think she was a little nervous because I was very honest with her when we first started dating. I said, hey, by the way, I've done all these things. I, I've been to Hito, um, which she didn't even know what Hito was. Uh, boy, that's changed. <laughs> but Home away from home at this point. Yeah, but, you know, so it was it was very weird for me to, you know, dump all this all on her at once. But it was so important for me to be honest and say, look, this isn't something that I have to have to be happy with you, but it is part of who I am and some of these friends that I've had. So you're gonna hear stories, you're gonna hear conversations that might be a little more open uh, about sex and about life and that you're, than you're used to with your friends because people in the lifestyle, they're a little more open, right? I mean, they, they these wide open emotional relationships they're enabled by the lifestyle. They're, they're not because of it, but they're definitely enabled by it. I Absolutely. Think. And I think it provides a deeper connection with each other, whether it's your partner or a friend or a partner. Right. So, um, but I, I wouldn't change how that happened for the world. As, as funny as it is now and as hard as it was to deal with, you know, me asking the point blank questions because now you've opened Pandora's box in my mind and as scared as I was, I was very interested about learning more because that was such a big part of you or a, a very important part of you. And, you know, to, to lock it up and throw it away would have been, you know, fatal to our relationship. Oh, absolutely. So I looked at it as an, as an opportunity to really, really get to know you on a deeper level. And I have to say it's worked out fantastically. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I think the, the question that you followed that up with was, was the fear I think everybody has. Um, fear is part of being human, right? Fear, uh, I, I just had this conversation with one of our kids the other day uh, that fear is an acronym. Fear stands for false evidence appearing real. And uh, so we talked about that for a long time. And you and I had a very similar conversation because the first thing you said to me is, so you want to have sex with someone other than me? I mean, that was, mm -hmm. that was your first response. Yeah. It's not, hey, I get to have sex with somebody else. It's, wait a minute, <laughs> you want to fuck somebody? Who? Right? Who's this bitch? I'm going to kill her. I never said that. Whatever. You, like, sharpened your claws. You, just, you went and got some fake nails, and you went nuts. Not true at all. But I was very skeptical. I was, I thought of this uh, in a vacuum, right? Without any other, you know, research or knowing anyone else that had pursued this lifestyle. Now, I, I will say... The best friends I've ever made in my life are a direct result of meeting someone in the lifestyle. And these are people that we really haven't had sex with prior. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, literally, my best friend I met and didn't even know she had been in the lifestyle until it came up in conversation one day in our backyard. Yeah, so it was pretty much my fault, right? Because I didn't tell you before you moved in with me that my neighbors were in the lifestyle. Oops. All right, and you know what, though? It, it couldn't have worked out more perfectly because we'd already gotten to know each other and formed this bond. And then 
it just created a much deeper and meaningful relationship because then I also had someone from a female perspective giving me answers and advice and, you know, her take on what it brought to her table in her life. And I've never seen someone laugh so hard when I told her what happened with the first time you mentioned swinging to me. I believe we rolled around in the yard holding our ankles because it was that funny at the time. I have done some hilariously stupid things in my life, and that is definitely near the top. (laughs) Well, at least in terms of at risk to myself, right? Because I was madly in love with this girl sitting right here across from me. I still am. I love you too, pumpkin. (laughs) But uh, it, you know, I, I wanted to share that part of my life with her so much because it had been so fulfilling for me to make those friends and create those relationships. And I desperately wanted to go back to Hito. Uh, so at some point we'll talk about <laughs> Hito and, and what it means to us. That's probably going to be a whole episode talking about Hito. Oh, at least, at least. Yeah. And But yeah, the, um, the freedom of it all, uh, freeing yourself, your, your, your true self was more than a crossroad. It was, you know, a revelation for me. And I, I never thought I could be this better version of myself. So thank you for that. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. It's It's been a joy. <laughs> a pleasure. <laughs> oh, I like mm. pleasure. So tell me, I mean, so we've talked about, you know, being a casual swinger. And by the way, all the people that we've talked about thus far who we love so much and we miss them because we moved away, all of those folks, we never played with them, right? We just hung out and we had lots of different friends uh, that we made through the lifestyle. And I think that's probably my favorite part is the the friendships. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've certainly had our experiences. We're actually going to cover one of those for you here uh, closer to the end of the cast. But uh, we've had a lot of you know really great times, but those relationships are the best. And so we moved and we moved uh, to, you know, pretty much the center of Florida. So we, we don't mind people knowing that we live in Florida. No, especially if we're rubbing it in and it's snowing where you're at right now. We yeah. live in Florida. If you're in Canada and your life sucks, I'm very sorry. Not really. It's 85 degrees and beautiful here right now. And no hurricanes because I know that's what you're going to say. But anyway, the point is we moved down here and we're like, we're only going to make friends that are lifestyle friendly. And the result is that, you know, 18 months later, we don't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, so casual comes into play here, uh, taking on a uh, new place, new environment, new people has uh, proved to be a little challenging. So part of this podcast is to encourage the two of us to get out there and meet more people and make the most of what life has to offer because we have had those wonderful tastes of the lifestyle and the people that are available inside that community. And that, that community is more expansive than it's ever been. I have to go ahead and give a shout out to everyone that has reached out to us um, over social media to encourage and welcome us to this podcast community, specifically in the lifestyle and alternative lifestyles. So. Oh, God, absolutely. Especially me, right? I'm, I'm the tech guy. I'm the nerd. I, do, I work on the website. I do all the, the geeky stuff and... Um, I know it's, it's not a positive picture, but I promise I don't look like a nerd. So he, yeah, he does all the work. He does all the heavy lifting. I'm basically Vanna White or, you know, the fly girl in the background. Yeah. So if you didn't know how old I was, I just dated myself. No, you're much, you're much hotter than Vanna. She's in a wheelchair now. (laughs) Pat Sajak looks like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Kind of standing there looking decrepit and liver spotted. Nothing against liver spots if that's your thing. But of course, naturally, right? I mean, we moved to this new neighborhood and we're all excited and. We try to make some new friends across the street, and the second friends we made, turns out, they are in the lifestyle, too. They are. 
They are. That was one of the best conversations and standing uh, in the driveway talking to, you know, the neighbors across the street about going to this party that they were hosting, um, the other neighbors, and telling us that, ooh, you're going because you don't know. They're S-W-I-N-G-E-R-S's. They have two and three-year-old children. I doubt they could spell, but the fact that they spelled it out to emphasize the fact that they thought these guys were swingers. My instinct was to take four steps back, run into the house, and meet the other neighbors as soon as possible. Exactly. That was our plan. We're like, well, shit, now we have to go uh, just to figure out for ourselves. right? So that was the whole Halloween party for us when we went uh, out to see those guys. And this is last year's Halloween, of course. And uh, again, super cool. We like them a lot. And uh, I think we just went bowling with them last weekend. Uh, they're they're freaking awesome. So we, we love hanging out with those guys. And uh, it's I just think it's funny that you know we moved to a new neighborhood and the second people we meet are in the lifestyle, which is exactly last time I bought a house how the, the second couple I met that lived in the neighborhood ended up being lifelong friends and in the lifestyle so mm-hmm. uh, I think it's meant to be uh, much like this podcast was meant to be because we were able to get you know everything we needed and much like you and I were meant to be I think this is all just kind of coming together nicely I love coming together I love coming together as well yeah that's that's a lot of fun but cute music Song, <laughs> everyone. But so we're going to take this opportunity to take a quick segment break, grab a drink of water. We're going to come back and jump into our next topic. But that is how I screwed up inviting my beautiful wife into the lifestyle. But 11 years later, uh, well, sometimes I have to chase her down. She's a bit of a camp counselor, cheerleader. <laughs> Let's get this party started. Let me go grab my hat and my pom poms. Is that all you're going to wear? Because that's fine by Let's me. Let's do it. We'll be right back. Maybe while we're on a break, why don't you tell everybody what they can expect on Casual Swinger? Since we're talking about beginnings and it's our first podcast and we're talking about origins here, let's just set some expectations for our listeners out there. Things you can anticipate from us, Casual Swinger, are stories of our adventures, um, trips we are taking, trips we've been on, people we've met, parties we're going to, events. Um, all of those and advice and experiences all wrapped into one. So now back to origins. Uh, we're going to kick this off with a story about how I got my feet wet for the very, very first time in the lifestyle. Yeah, that was a good time. It was not a great day. Expectations were well exceeded, but definitely not par for the course. That actually scared the crap out of me, right? Because this, this, we hit it out of the park. I mean, we're talking like Barry Bonds crushed it uh, her first time going to a club. And I was like, oh no, this is so bad because it's never going to be like this again. This never happens. This is, oh no. And she was having such a good time. And she looked at me with this wild eyed gaze, like a kid at their first time at Disney world. And she was like, this is the coolest. This is the best. I can't wait. To do- We're going to do this every day. It's pretty much the best descriptor. Cause I stood up and I was like, and again, <laughs> and I want to ride it again. And I want to go again. And this is going to be like this every time. And I can't wait. And where are my pom-poms? And I guess the best part, right, is that we, uh, like everybody else that has a great experience, I think we screwed like crazy for maybe two weeks after. And you're like, we got to go back to the club. We got to get back. We got we to gotta do it now. We got to go. We got to go. got to go. And I'm like, oh, my God, shut up. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it's interesting. So 
uh, the way we, we started this thing, right? I mean, once we got past my stupidity, which we've covered already, is uh, we created an account on SLS. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a part-time writer, so I wrote a profile for us that got a lot of attention and it was a lot of fun, and it was really captured who we are as as casual swingers. Yeah, and that was really fun in and of itself, the taking the pictures and the just descriptors of each other. And Oh, God, I love those pictures. Our first profile pictures are some of my favorites that I've ever taken. Because she put on a little fashion show for me. We had some great lighting, and they just came out so good, and she had these great outfits. And Are you getting hard right now? A just little, thinking about it? Uh, I can see it in your eyes. Uh, I'm a little hard. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, yeah, oh, very much a voyeur. Voyeur is definitely on my list of kinks, along with a few others. Not that voyeur, I think, is counts as a kink, but it's definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes, All right. I like to watch. So we digress. So, okay. so, so we have this profile, and we meet a couple, and they're having. We're all having great conversation. They seem like a lot of fun. They're semi-local, and it happens to be there's a club halfway between each of us because it was quite a distance at the time. Oh, we sucked at that. Remember, like when we first got into the lifestyle, every couple everybody we met, we met. Liked, they were 500 miles away. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? And it they turns out. need to grow wings. Well, it turns out that the, the part of the Mid-Atlantic we lived in, uh, it was Puritan, I guess, and there are no clubs allowed in that state. The only thing you have is hotel parties and private right. parties in that state. So we had to make the trek. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was at least two hours. So there was there was commitments there Baltimore and planning. PA. Yeah. 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 Right. So, I mean, and there's no, char- no shame in giving these guys a shout out. Uh, our first experience, uh, real live experience, was at Taboo, thanks to a couple we met on SLS. Yeah. But we didn't plan to meet them there. They just, we just happened, they happened to be, to be there, there at the same time. At the same time. And it was hilarious because we had talked about meeting there at yeah. some point, but hadn't really pulled the cord. They came up to us. They were like, hey, you guys are blah, which, by the way, our first profile name is a no-no. We're going to get into profiles in another cast, but oh, uh, our first profile yeah, name is so Yeah, not today, not so today. I can't bad. go there today. And it's all her fault, just so you know. Yeah, I fuck up too. <laughs> so, uh, but they came up and said, hey, you guys are blah. So I said, yeah, you guys are your username. I don't want to out them here because I'm not trying to be rude, but it does make a bit of a point uh, that, you know, I, they told us their username and I said, well, what does that mean? And they said that their name, they kind of described the definition of the word. And if I give it to you, it's obviously going to out them, but they misspelled it. They misspelled it grossly, badly in every conceivable way. Hence, I didn't know what their username meant. (laughs) But I think it brought a a level of charm to that conversation, right? It, It broke the ice it opened up that conversation, and before we knew it, we're surrounded by 10 or 12 people. We're all laughing, dancing, clothes are coming off, we're drinking. It, it was just a magical time, and we look around, and other people are trying to figure out how this group keeps growing and what's going on inside of this circle. Yeah, they really wanted to know what was in the middle of that group, but what was in the middle was people just getting to know each other and yeah. having a great time and laughing their asses off. Yeah. That doesn't happen at clubs that often. Clubs, I think the first thing I hear about every club when I ask a random mm. person is, oh, it's clicky. Um, I think every club has got that reputation for some reason because once you get to know people, you go there, you see them, and you talk to them. Right. That's not a click. Right. You know, but it happens. Uh, and, and I think everybody thought we were a click. I'm like, guys, we just met tonight. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the trick when, you know, going to the club for the first time is to be open and introduce yourself and, and be friendly and smile. And, and then it'll happen. You'll meet people. So, in meeting these people and having a great time, um, you know, things started to to escalate, and I knew it. I knew it in my gut that this was the right place, the right time. Everyone seemed to be on board. So, I'm proceeding to walk a group. I think it started with eight, 
We had eight on board total, including you and me. She was we like lost the pie, two. Piper of perverts. <laughs> we night, lost guys. two at the top of the stairs, and we go down to the play area. So now there are six, six people, and I am literally counting heads, making sure everyone's okay. I have never been this extroverted in my life prior. I did not know this woman. Yeah, it it was it was liberating to say the least. So we get a room. And we all proceed to go in there and have a great time. Uh, one of my favorite memories is me lying on my back in the middle of this bed and five sets of hands all over my body. Like, I still fantasize about that today. Can I watch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of them, guys. But, you know, I think we, we, we jumped ahead just a tick because um, one of the great things about Taboo, if you guys are in the Baltimore area, you definitely have to check this club out because they're super clean. Oh, There's it's a great fantastic. dance floor area with cages and a great bar, and the owners are cool as hell. Um, so definitely a shout-out for the folks at Taboo. Oh, but, absolutely. Um, their downstairs area, um, which is named after Vicky, one of the owners. I'm pretty sure it's Vicky, if I remember. Yeah. Um, it's in that whole play area. They have all of these rooms. And at first, right, as new, as a new swinger, I think one of the things that you were kind of shocked by was all the different styles of room, right? They had the the like the gynecologist corner that looked like a doctor's office. They had a yeah, bondage room. the bondage had, room. I was like, what are all these magnificent apparatuses that are here and they're semi-frightening and what do you do with this like i wanted an entire education they're like we're having a seminar in two weeks you have too many questions for one evening you'll have to come back and they had a theme room and the room that we ended up in was actually a uh an exhibition room yeah that had a big wide open which i didn't know at the time when i picked the room (laughs) i it completely the window quote unquote the window part of it didn't even occur to me so i believe we got a round of applause we did when we left yeah it was it was a big ass room which was pretty cool um but they have all these these really cool rooms and and, you know the neat part is they have a, a host there that helps you pick a room based on your size. And because we had as many people as we did because of the Pied Piper here, uh, we definitely had to get one of the larger rooms. And when we ended up in that pile, uh, you know, I mean, I was, well, initially anyway, uh, I was standing with the other two guys. Uh, We're standing back and we all still have our clothes on and the girls are completely nude and they are just going to town on each other. It was three girls licking and sucking, and we're all just kind of like, uh, slack-jawed watching these girls go at it. And oh, you I know be- we were laughing at you guys, I too. believe Bonnie turned around, and she's like, okay, uh, there are entirely too many pants on in this room. And within maybe three seconds, we were we was literally like we were ripping off a leisure suit. It was like, wow, pants yeah, were Yeah, off. you guys might as well had your, the Velcro down the seams. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was fantastic. It was like, everybody, get your dicks out. Let's do this. So, uh, and next thing you know, you know, there's there's six people piled up in that bed. And uh, it was a very intense experience. It was. Um, Cue the bow chicken wow wow. Oh, yeah. And, you know, one, yeah, there was one guy who had a little performance anxiety. I guess he didn't buy swinger insurance that night. But, uh, you know. Well, and other than uh, the one couple that was down there with us, it was everyone's first time. As couples. That's true. And his very first I time. about that. Yeah. It so was... a bunch of essentially first timers because, well, it was actually the other couple. It was their like first official time for mm-hmm. everything, right? Because they had, you know, everyone, when you go in, you have your rules and, you know, you're trying to figure out your boundaries and what you like and what you don't like. So everyone was pretty much new. So all these new people happened to find each other 
an hour or more away from home at the same place in the same night and all managed to, to click. vibe, click, and get it on. Lightning struck. Okay. I mean, because it's, and you know, when you, when you start having that boundaries conversation, what are you okay with? What are you okay with? When you're that new, I mean, that conversation can take longer than the sex does. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's, this may be the one and only instance in the lifestyle that I can say that I, that I was, I've been, I've been able to perform in such a short amount of time. Cause typically speaking, um, it's very hard for me to feel, uh, confident, secure, and gauge my level of interest to what I, I'd like to do with this person if we're going to pursue that in, in one evening. Now, today it seems preposterous, but I think with all the buildup and all the talks we've been having about it and knowing these people from online, mm-hmm. I think it helped kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, pop my cherry and push me over the edge. Right. Well, in that experience, right, and we're just talking about hands and touching and kissing and oral, and there was no... There was no, you know, penetrative sex. No, at the not club. that night. No, no, there was just not at the club because we, when we went back upstairs and one of the couples went their own way and we hung out with the other two, That's right. we'll call them TNA. Yeah. And yeah. so we hung out with TNA the rest of the night and then they went back to our hotel with us. That's right. And you had sex with another man for the first Very time. Very first time. You yeah, did. that was the first time you. I forgot ever, that was all in the same it night. It was all in the same night. Wow. We were up till like five a.m. We were so tired. I don't remember sleeping that night. To be honest, oh, you were I remember so at breakfast like I was still bouncing. I was still bouncing. Yeah, you banged Not me too hard because I think I was a little sore. Yeah, he did like, some work. Yeah, well, so did you. <laughs> so. But yeah, I mean, so why we bring that first time up is talk about setting the bar. Right, setting expectations. Holy shit! I mean, that's. I mean, she looked at me the next day. Of course, like I said a little while ago, you know, look, we gotta do it again. I'm wide-eyed. Like this is the coolest thing ever. And I'm like, look, that is probably never going to happen again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's. You literally have to try it was, to make that happen. Yeah, I was so freeing though. Like I just wanted to rip every piece of clothing I had on my body every time I had it on and run through the streets screaming, "I love swinging! <laughs> this is awesome!" <laughs> But and, and I've heard some not so good first time stories, so I'm very grateful and feel very fortunate that mine was, you know, you know, fireworks at, you know, the land of the mouse. Yeah. Or, I think in, you know, in any alternative lifestyle, which at some point I think I'm going to be blessed in my life to not have to refer to this as an alternative lifestyle because it's not alternative. It's who we are. And it's who I've always been. I mean, uh, the first time I ever took a swipe at something that was lifestyle related, I was sixteen, seventeen. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, I've been this way my whole life. I've always, I've never had a jealous bone in my body, which is one of the things that, you know, that night in the club, we all talked about, you know, yeah. do, you, do you have jealousy issues? Because I think as a lifestyle person that, you know, it amplifies the good and the bad about your relationship. Well, absolutely. I think everyone is capable of jealousy. I think that's part of our human nature. It's how we deal with it. That's the most important part. Oh, yeah. And well, and being able to identify that that's what you're feeling Mm -hmm. is pretty tough. Um, Mm -hmm. I I can tell you that there are people that I've known in my lifetime, including my wife, that just think it's impossible for me to get jealous. I promise you it's not. (laughs) It is not impossible (laughs) for me to get jealous. Um, But I have to remind myself of who I am and who we are. uh, And then I just uh, get in the moment and try to enjoy you doing your thing, whether it's watching or hearing about it later. Um, You know, it's that's fun for me. And so we've done a lot of things in the 10 years that's passed since then, but not nearly as much as somebody might think. 
Yes. Uh, we we do take breaks. We spend time on each other. We have date nights. We we you know try and do kinky things together. Sometimes it's just you know coming up with fun things to talk about. Um, those times, those things that you do, I think that they're fun to go back and reminisce on them. I mean, the oh, way we're looking at each other while we're doing this, we're like, wow, that was so cool. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's pretty neat, uh, you know. And so the question uh, I think I would pose to you that I'm curious how you feel, and I think our listener, we might have one, <laughs> our listener might be. Uh, you know. So negative. Be optimistic. Thank you, everyone who's out there listening right now. <laughs> right. Uh, so, but it's our first one. So, you know, as many as we can get. But, you know, they're probably interested to know when it comes to jumping in, uh, what, what stopped you? What made you not want to? And what made you want to? Um, my own. Uh, body image and insecurities about myself, my personality, or my level of intelligence, or um, kind of like what you feel after a breakup and you start dating again. Those are the types of insecurities I was I was feeling like um, just you know what if people aren't into me? What if I'm not this enough? What if I'm too much of this? Um, what if I'm not good at it? What if there's you know someone falls in love with me or like it. The, there were so many things running through my head at the time. You know, I, I didn't know basically my ass from my elbows and how to deal with all of those emotions, but um, segregating, compartmentalizing, like dealing with them one-on-one -on -one and talking about them and having that open line of communication really helped. So, so that was the not-so-good things, right? What made me want to was that sense of adventure. Um, something I learned about myself is I love... The opportunity to have a new experience in life and that scales across every facet of my being whether it's traveling to a new place or maybe trying a new kink mm -hmm. or you know um it's something of that nature right. so well, that's actually something we that was talked a big about part of the appeal for me yeah remember when we had the conversation when you said look i love trying new things uh, but what if I'm going to hit it and quit it? What if I just do it once and I'm like, okay, did that and I don't ever want to do it again? Are you going to be okay with that? And this is a conversation she, she had with me. Are you going to be okay with if if I yeah. do it once and never want to do it again? Yeah, yeah. What if it's not my thing? What if I don't feel as strongly about this as you do? That was a big concern because mm -hmm. I didn't want to take something away from you mm -hmm. that you enjoyed because I did not. And I, I didn't know what the solution was. And so when we talk about how incredibly foolish and silly it was for me to approach it the way that I did, uh, it was really refreshing for me to see her embrace the I, you know, the opportunity, the the, I, the ideals that I was talking about, uh, and not just see it as me wanting to sleep with somebody else because that definitely wasn't the case. And yes, I brought it up, and I know that that probably happens more often than people would like. But when that usually happens, it's usually a dude that just wants a three way, right? And, uh, yeah, I, I didn't know. I didn't know at the time what the angle was on that or what it was. So it was equal balance of, yeah. of poor timing and very, very raw delivery right, yeah, uh, of the subject raw. matter and, uh, just be naive. So I, I think you've, uh, I think you've always thought it was, uh, a little, I don't know, out of the box that I get off more on what you do than what I do. Not as much today as then, yeah. you know, cause again, it was all new. Yeah. But that's also part of the excitement, that um, nervous ball of energy that you get when you're about to do something that you maybe have a, a little bit of, you know, reservation or fear about, you know, 
I attribute it to, you know, the, the twinge before you jump out of, uh, out of a plane when you're going, you know, skydiving. I've never been and I never will go. That's probably the closest I will ever get because <laughs> I, I don't do heights. Um, I digress. But um, I love that part of it. Would you do it on a plane? If you, would you go up in the plane if you could bang it out? I, I would totally get in the plane to bang it out, but I'm not jumping out. Of my own free will. I mean, if the plane's on fire and that's my only choice of exit and potential survival, then game on. Give me a parachute, motherfucker. Let's do this. It's the fastest non-incendiary way to the ground. Exactly. Um, But, yeah, I I love that part. And that was part of the appeal moving forward for me as well, is (laughs) is finding, you know, those different parts of me and what I like and and boundaries and, and new fetishes and kinks and people. People are fantastic. There's no two alike. Yeah, we wrote our own wedding vows, uh, much to the uh, pleasure of the people that came to our wedding. Um, we keep hearing that our wedding was the funniest wedding they'd ever been to, uh, and they had more fun. And because, the shortest. It was like nine minutes long. Yeah, nine minutes. Beat that, guys. I can't wait. You can't even beat that shit in Vegas. But uh, we, uh, we we wrote our own vows, and we didn't put anywhere in our vows that we promised to be faithful because... We have no or intention. Or obey. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I tried. <laughs> I tried hard to get obey in there. I know you and did. I, I even went so far as to say obey your master, but uh, there's no way that he would Thank you. Yeah. yeah, my best friend uh, was our efficient. Uh, so if you heard a bleep just a second ago, that's because she used his <laughs> name. Uh, but I've done it to her like three or four times in the last 37 minutes. So my apologies. If you hear the bleep, that's what it's for because it's our first time. It's a train wreck and there's going to be a few bleeps here and there. Uh, we love our train wreck, though. This has been fun for us so far. Yeah, this has definitely been a lot of fun and, and a learning experience for us. Um, listen, before we jump to our next segment, uh, feel free to reach out to us on the web at www.casualswinger.com. Send us your feedback, comments, and questions. You can find us just about anywhere under Casual Swinger on Twitter, Insta, SLS, and Cassidy.com. Yeah, we want to hear about your first time. We want to hear about your experiences. And, you know, if it's a good one, we'll probably talk about it because I think everybody's got a story, right? And uh, we like to keep it positive around here. So tell us how much fun you had and tell us what it meant to your relationship, especially if you've been at it a little while, whether you're a first-timer, a third-timer, or a 300th-timer. Uh, it's it's all about yeah, you here, right? Definitely. And if it didn't go so well, please tell us. <laughs> we love the fun, the please, funny. Well, please tell us what you learned from it. You Absolutely. Know, right? So uh, we've got a couple of segments that we're going to do as, as we go through Casual Swinger here. And occasionally, depending on what happens, right, whether it's lifestyle in the news, mm-hmm. uh, we have Cocktail Corner. We do, yeah. and I, I'd love to do a Florida Man segment just because the, the supply is... It's unmatched. So we're going to have Florida Man. Florida Man's going to be the crazy, stupid shit that happens in Florida. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Sometimes it might be oriented sexually or lifestyle. Sometimes it's not, but that'll be Florida Man. And then the last one is Bonnie's Toy Box. Mm, I love my toy box. Actually, it's plural now, boxes. That's because we spend a lot of money on sex toys. uh, That's because I spend a lot of time using them as well. Oh, well, there's also that. And sharing. Sharing is caring. Oh, absolutely. That's right. When we go to Hito, we give away a lot of sex toys. Yes, we do. I'm all about enabling my my friends there to have the best life they possibly can. And if it's... Clitorally equipped. Yes. Sheathrin. I don't know. It's not brethren. Yeah. (laughs) If it vibrates, if it, you know, gyrates and yeah. If it'll make um, she'll use it. Pretty much. Anyway, that's all right. So we're going to get on to our next segment. What segment are we going to do today? 
Uh, I believe we're doing Lifestyle in the News. All right, we're going to do Lifestyle in the News. So what's the news article that we're going to talk about? I don't know. You found it. <laughs> okay, fair point. I, I did find it, but... <laughs> yeah, he just gave me this look like, what did they win, Bob? <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. I read the article. I just cannot remember the title. I know it was on Huffington Post and it was posted today, right? I was posted yesterday, but... Yesterday, Okay. So what we're going to talk about a little bit is a article that uh, came out yesterday, and it was essentially about a person who goes to a sex club on the regular and mm-hmm. her experience. And a lot of times when you find these articles, I think one of the things that always drives me crazy, whether they're talking about Hito, which we've already talked about that we love, mm-hmm. uh, they always get it wrong. And then when people talk about lifestyle or swinging, they almost always get it wrong. There was a show that we watched. It was only on for one season. Oh, right? yeah, Swingtown. That's right. It was awesome. If you haven't yeah. seen that show, it was super cool. Uh, and it was fairly accurate, right? For it was. TV. It was. It was a little more real, even though it was, you know, a, a fictional, like, I don't know if you called it a rom-com or a dramatic com, like, it, but it, it definitely had a more realistic take on, on those situations. And I think the problem with some of those articles that they're written from a third party perspective, really do you see a writer that is in the lifestyle writing about the lifestyle? And what I loved about this one is that it's exactly who it is. So I feel they're a lot more objective about the experiences. So I would say that's, that's absolutely true. If they're not already part of it, then they are writing about it from a very uncomfortable perspective. Right. Uh, when we read about some of the people that go to Hito, these, these writers and they come out of it and they're like, people approach me and want to have sex. Right. It's like, why are you whispering? You're writing, <laughs> but they, and they do, they, they, they write about it from this, this skewed perspective. So I want to give uh, Huffington Post credit for starters by finding a stringer, that was in the lifestyle and in publishing this article from mm-hmm. a perspective, first of all, from a woman's perspective, uh, which I think there's far too little of that because there's a lot of, of people that have this perception that this is a male driven lifestyle. And I don't think it is. Uh, but she attends a sex party in New York City every month. And here's what happens there. I, uh, that's their headline. Uh, she's a very beautiful woman. If you haven't looked at the article, check it out. Um, her name is Spencer Jones. Yes. Yeah. Um, great writer. Um, very descriptive. And what I thought was unique is this isn't just like your typical club. This is a cooperative. So the location changes every month. Um, they have different rules as far as, you know, you know, who can attend, you know, membership, just like clubs is a little less for couples and single ladies and single men. If they want to attend, they have to be vetted. Mm -hmm. Um, and they cannot play alone. And what I thought was interesting about that article as well was that they cannot go back into a playroom without a woman. And she said woman specifically. So I found that interesting. So we're going to send her a message later today and I'm going to see if if there's more detail there. Because this is just a, is this a more like traditional like relationship when you think about, you know, couples, man and a woman. Are they not open to the... The, the LBGT community in this one? Yeah, there's a lot more letters there that we missed. And honestly... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, and I apologize for that. Yeah, it's it's not that we, we aren't inclusive. It's that, honestly, we just can't remember them all because we're... <laughs> so, yeah. I, I may be going down a rabbit hole on that one, but I, I thought it was are. very, very interesting that it was specifically stated that a single man or a man in general cannot go back to the play areas without a woman. Right, that is very strange. That's so, very hmm. strange. Which I don't. I bet they probably don't even mean anything by that. I bet that may be a. Slip you think up. it was just like the way it was written? They maybe uh, and 
and accompany. Yeah, because our our experience has been very inclusive. We met lesbian lifestyle couples. Oh yeah, right. We've met yeah. a, a couple of gay lifestyle couples. So they, and they, a, a few triads. Yeah, 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 a couple of triads. Yeah. So we we've we've met a few of those. And uh, matter of fact, I just followed a lesbian lifestyle podcast uh, earlier nice. today. Yeah, that they podcast about their lives as lesbian uh, uh, podcasters Love it. and lifestylers. So I thought that was uh, super cool. But I think that's a really interesting take because I miss that completely, and that's yeah. why we love doing this. Uh, kind of lifestyle in the news to read about this because my take actually, um, you know, she posted uh, that essentially most places you go are male dominated, and the way it was written was made it seem like most clubs are male dominated, and that this yeah that it was the this cooperative and the way that this party is structured is that the women are more um, have more freedoms or feel safer than they do inside a traditional club atmosphere. And, you know, I'm torn because I've been places where I, I don't feel as comfortable. But for the most part, most of the clubs that we've attended or the parties we've attended have been clean, well secure. I never felt like I was at risk. Um, but, you know, I can't speak for the majority either. I can no, only yeah, we, ex- speak from experience. Sure, we haven't been every a, in the country. Exactly, but she's also a single woman attending these parties. Oh, that's true, too. So that, that does... That's a matter of perspective. That does put another layer on it. Just to quote her directly, though, she says, Unlike other swinger events I've attended, this collective provides a rare space where women call the shots. Since there's no culture of male entitlement at these parties, as there tends to be elsewhere, women can safely decline a man's advances without worrying that he'll become belligerent or even violent. First of all, I want to say it sucks that she even has to think of that, Mm -hmm. that we live in a world where she has to feel that way because one of my favorite things about the places we go, Mm -hmm. the groups we go with, and the people we associate with is if there's ever a woman who feels in jeopardy. Let me tell you, if I'm there, all she has to do is say the word, and that dude has to deal with me. Yeah, well, and I think think that translates to... To, to our community of people that we surround ourselves with. Yeah. There, there's, there's not one person I wouldn't feel safe with or not one person I wouldn't look out for. And that's how, that's kind of how we operate when we run in groups like that is everyone looks out for each other and everyone else. Right. So if, if you are going to clubs, right, if you're listening to this and you're going to clubs where maybe it, what she said is the norm, first of all, pick a better club. Right, find somewhere else. And I have actually seen it, right? I was I was talking to Bonnie when we first uh, sat down to do this about a club that a friend of mine and I, a matter of fact, the same guy that married us, we walked into a club in Las Vegas. I'm not going to call him out because I don't want it to sound negative, but um, it definitely felt male-dominated. There were dudes jerking off all over the place in there. And it was a little creepy. First of all, we were there like two guys walking in. But I just wanted him to see. Oh, I love that. You guys, it, you guys we, we look like, dates. It, yeah. It's it, adorable. No, it was They love adorable. each other so much. No, they truly do. They're, they're, <laughs> they might as well have been brothers. <laughs> well, I wanted, I wanted to show him because he had a lot of questions about the lifestyle. And so that's actually something that's interesting to point out about us too. We're not out per se. No. But there are a lot not. of people that know. Uh, so we're we're kind of like one foot in the closet, one foot out of it. But, uh, you know, he knows and he's always known. And uh, so I said, well, let's just pick a club here in Vegas and we'll, I'll show you what it's all about. I mean, and it turned out these clubs uh, allowed single guys to come in. I think we paid $100 a person for me to show this to him because it was incredibly expensive. And I'm like, okay, that's the norm. Single guys pay more. And we go in and they had, I mean, it was really cool, right? I mean, like all kinds of vegetation and like it's growing in this place and they had different rooms and bondage and rooms and all kinds of, just like your normal 
club. Are you sure it was vegetation growing there? I didn't touch it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what was Just making asking. It I've never been there. Uh, it was really dark. Uh, and what I noticed was there were more guys there than couples or women by a lot. And so I kind of get where she's coming from, if that's been her experience in New York, which is her frame of reference. Um, she's also, her frame of reference is a place that used to be called Plato's Retreat, uh, which is a legendary Oh, that's club. old school, yeah. Yeah, legendary I've read club. stories about that place. Everybody has, right? Big, giant 70s stashes, unprotected sex, all kinds of god-awful things. So I get her perspective from there, but I'm worried that her perspective is more from this male-dominated world that has treated her badly on some level. And I hope that the lifestyle community and the swinging community helps fix that perception. Yeah, maybe we're reading a little deeper into it, but yeah, there, there's got to be a jump-off point for, for that perspective that she took. Sure. And that, and that, I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, but I did enjoy so, the article very much because I think her. what she did, yeah, good for her, definitely. First of all, she's screaming hot. She goes to these clubs. She's having a good time. And she did not paint this in any kind of a bad light. She painted it as empowering. She painted it as sexy. Mm -hmm. And she was very thorough. Like it was almost, it, it was, it was it, like, she's an, she's definitely a journalist. Like, I, I don't know much about her background, but the girl can write. Yeah. And she's thorough. And like, you can, when she describes things, you can like see them and yeah. it, it feel like you're there. Absolutely. So the the cool part uh, about this is that it really does paint a very wide picture of of these sex parties that she goes to and, and what actually happens, right? So uh, it turns out she's a creative writer. She's got a creative writing degree from uh, her sinus college in Oxford. So no shit she can write. She went Ooh. to Oxford. All right. I uh, may have a little crush going on now. Yeah, me too. Have you seen these? Uh, anyway, but that's that's rude. But uh, I you know she the last thing she says. And this kind of goes to the theme of Casual Swinger and why we wanted to do this in the first place. And it's why I wanted to make our first podcast end with Lifestyle in the News and this article in particular. She says, the lifestyle has indelibly changed me. And my only regret is that I didn't discover it sooner. Amen, sister. Right. So uh, that's Lifestyle in the News. Check that article out on Huffington Post. Uh, I think it was a lot of fun, and I really enjoy having, hanging out with my wife, obviously. Oh, I love you too, Clyde. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things in the world to do, um, besides... besides fucking your wife? Fucking my wife, mm, yes. Um, your wife loves it when you fuck her. A lot. So, mm. If we can encourage you guys to do anything, it's make some friends, have some fun, and uh, make sure you catch up with us next time on our next episode, which will be episode two of Casual Swinger. And make sure to send us your feedback at where, Bonnie? www.casualswinger.com or find Casual Swinger on Twitter, Instagram, SLS, or Cassidy.com. Well, that does it for episode one of Casual Swinger. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Yes, thank you. And we look forward to seeing you again on the next episode. That's right. We'll see you next time. Bye.